What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Woody Woodbeck, and I'm back with another episode of What's Up, Woody? And I am so delighted to have two of my favorite girls up in this building. My girl, Mayhem Miller and Vicky Box. I mean, I don't even need... You know, the thing is, is I was trying to think of, like, how do I describe y'all, right? Like, I was like, does a bitch come with a paragraph about each of my girls? But, like... I don't even need to do that because, like, your names speak for itself. And um, I'm so grateful that you guys are doing this show for me. But what I would love uh, for the audience and the viewer is to know what, what's the tea? What's, what's been up with both of you? And you guys can pick and choose who goes first. But I would love to know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you want to go first or should I go first? I don't know. You can go first. I'm just excited to see you. This is exciting. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long, long while. So, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? A lot is, well, you know what? It's weird because for a long time I was saying nothing is happening. Nothing is going on <laughs> for a whole fucking year. And now I can finally say I have too much going on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that part. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just been busy just trying to get back to the swing of things and back to work and, you know, making sure that nightlife doesn't die here in Southern California. I <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> oh, because, see, here's the thing Mayhem went back to work. I have not gone back to work. <laughs> no, you have not. I keep begging you to come back to work, and you won't. So <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it very seriously this morning. I just, I'm really, you know, minding my business and taking care of myself. And Good. life is one of those things right now where, look, I know that I have big goals for my future, so I have been spending my time clearing out some of my past stuff. You know how, like, people do past life work? I'm trying to do current life but make it my past. Like, we're going to get it. Everything's going to clear out. I'm not having no crazy, no no toxic relationships, no unfinished nothing moving forward. We get, I'm going to handle it all. And that's a good thing. You know, I'm trying. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what you doing? So. I mean, you know, I've been... Uh, okay, so just <laughs> fair be told, this I, I'm still trying to figure out the microphone situation. Do I sound all right? You sound just yep. like yourself. Okay, perfect. Thank God, Chef. Because, you know, I got, I've got spent a little bit of money on some equipment, and she's trying to figure it out. I just want to make sure it's all right. Oh, I'm trying to tell you that that will happen. That's going to yeah, happen. Right. Right. The panacotta, the uh, penne pasta, this whatever we're in still. Look, it. I was doing podcasts. The whole podcast just shut down on the Zoom. Just goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I've done entire recordings and never recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, well, it's in the good green, so is that good? But, like, is my Zoom, is this right? Like, I, I swear, like, even right now that you guys can't see me, I'm like, man, I went and got my haircut today. I try to look cute. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I think any day we get out of bed is a good day, okay? Yeah, I agreed, agreed. Okay, so real quick, um, 
things have been good. You know, obviously television production and things have been slow. Um, <clears throat> I, I, after I got past that, like first three or four months of like, okay, we're going to eat, drink and watch Netflix and gain a shit ton of weight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's basically exactly what happened. I gained 35, 40 pounds. And like, I was like, all right, well, hold up, hold up, Woody. You fall <laughs> way too hard. <laughs> right. Keep your weight off because I have a long, as you guys know, like long story with weight loss. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. So I um, gained a lot of weight and I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to use the rest of this time to like really put into um, being creative and what can I do? And in the meantime of, of that, I, um, well, I can't really say, although I really want to say it, I can't really say, it, but um, we'll see what happens. Yes. You better well, that's so Both of you have been able to do amazing things. Like when you have those mm -hmm. moments, right? Where you um, think about uh, those moments that impact you in a way that are like unspeakable, right? Or you have a hard time defining them. You know, where you just sit back and you're like, wow, this is really happening. And Vicky, like, oh, honored to have both of you and both of you have had such extreme highs mm. and probably <laughs> lows i mean mm. truth be told i mean Nikki, <laughs> i mean if we talk about like if we keep it real tea all day because i know you will yeah. like you and willem and detox being together you guys ran that shit like mm. you guys did yeah. worldwide tours like they were the shit and for <laughs> you guys they you guys really were the shit but so for you guys to break up like i mean i wouldn't even say break up because i know that you guys still talk and mm. like jazz well i mean there was definitely a breakup <laughs> yes i know there was a breakup for sure <laughs> there was definitely a breakup yes and there was <laughs> 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 but i mean it, it was those high highs and low lows and i mean with here's the thing that i'm actually going through right now is i have been looking like i said i don't want any like mess in my past i'm cleaning it up so we can really move forward from a great place and i've had the time during the past year um for self-reflection and i've looked back and gone you know what i have done a lot like a lot, but I don't think I ever felt successful at the time because as creative people, you got to keep pushing and, and bettering yourself constantly. So there was no time for like the reflection to go, oh shit, like I actually am the shit right now. <laughs> well, as creatives, that's just how we are naturally. We never feel accomplished. We never feel like the job is done or well done. <laughs> you know, right. we're, our, we're our worst critics and you know, we're always looking to better and do more and more and more. And so, you know, I, I had to learn the hard way as well. Like, sometimes you got to look and like, for real, go Google yourself, bitch. Like, go see what you have done and revisit it and be like, look what I have done and celebrate it. Because sometimes when you're in the midst of what you're doing or what's to come, 
that waiting game, that that time where you're thinking in your head, is this worth it? Am I doing what I'm doing? Am I where I'm at, where I'm supposed to be? You, you get lost in that. But sometimes you got to look back to know where you're going. And sometimes you got to look back to know where, where you're at, too. Right. And remember where you don't want to go, because <laughs> we already did that. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I feel like there was also this fear of like, for me, this fear of, is this it? Like, is this everything I asked for? And if this is it, is this all I get? And then is that gonna get taken away? Because, you know, queer humans, things get taken away from us very quickly. And we get blindsided by stuff all the time. And I think there was something in me that was like, I can't let this be it because if this is it, then I'm done. And so now I'm at this place of like, okay, well, if I did all of that, and let's say I'm done, that means I can, from this moment, create something completely new. And there's like a freedom in that where I can go back and use everything I've done and make, give birth to a new creation from that. Am I making sense? Uh, no, yes. you 100% are. Okay. I know that both of you have been very open about talking about mental health and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, which is one of the things that I really wanted to talk about. And I wanna kind of give you guys a few minutes to talk about how you feel about um, your stardom and not only what that's done for you, uh to help others how do we manage and how do we navigate that landscape of like being a, a great version of ourselves to help others but also making sure that we take time for ourselves yeah. <laughs> um, can I you go Vicky no I was actually gonna say um, Mayhem and I love this topic <laughs> because, <laughs> well, I, I would like to actually say this instead of centering this on myself, I would like to say what I've witnessed in Mayhem because I have seen someone shoot, who, their star is shooting and the world tried to take it down for whatever reason. And we're not going to talk, I'm not going to speak on that because it's not my place. But I watched people try to tear Mayhem down just for being her brilliant self and for being visible and for being um, accessible. And the way that I know that my friend really took all of the other people's emotional pain and projection and trauma and carried it for a while. And then it got to a point where eyewitness mayhem go, okay, this is enough. I'm not doing this, we're not playing these games, it's time for boundaries. And then I watched Mayhem really take on my personal philosophy, which is treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself well. Treat yourself to wellness. And she really embodied that. And then I watched, I personally watched her public persona go from, look, you have access to me. I'm doing stuff. Come see me to, this is the access you're allowed to have with me. And this is what I'm giving you. And if you don't like this, you can go somewhere else. And if you don't go somewhere else, I will send that ass off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't mean to speak for you. I just mean, the reason I wanted to talk about you is because I just think you've done it in such a beautiful and graceful way. Whereas when I was setting boundaries, it was kind of vicious and violent and I wasn't a happy human being. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, what do you, you see me at the Abbey? I have a problem with people. Or I had a problem with well, people. I mean, we we talked about this, and I'm so glad that we were able to move past it. But I'm I, like, you know, there was a point where I was like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, this is my bitch right here, right? Like, I love, I'd rather die for Vicky. And yeah, then yeah. when I saw her be so disrespectful <laughs> to people, I was like, wait, this mm. doesn't make any sense. Like. Why are you? Why? What? What are you channeling? I guess is like right. right I, well, I, was, I didn't know, and I didn't even know how to handle that. And like you know, we talked about this because I never, I, I, I didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm throwing Vicky under the bus, or like you know. But like it, it can. I guess the point is that it concerned me because mm. I saw a different side of you that I never saw before where I was like hold up wait a minute that's that's my girl she don't talk to people like that and then I saw her talking to people like that and I was like uh um, what's happening here I had had enough (laughs) I had had enough (laughs) and I I wasn't happy like I really wasn't (laughs) I wasn't happy and I appreciate you being a reflection in a mirror and some medicine for me in my life to make me or to bring forward something that I didn't like about myself and I thought was a way for me to survive and it became it was came out of survival behavior and it wasn't beautiful that and I didn't appreciate it and it wasn't that where I am now which is I really want to give people space to like be better and I realized that <laughs> If I would like to be better, maybe I should start being better. Yeah, it's leading. It's leading by example, and I, I think that that that's you know it's tough. It's not like you know you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, yes, Chad, I have all the answers, and I I know exactly how to deal with all this shit. Like, right? It, it just doesn't work like that. And I'm sure mayhem. I'm sure you you have thoughts on this whole thing as well. Yes. I was going to uh, actually ask Mayhem, how, how what, what was the, because I know you like to go to church and stuff too. So like, what, what was the, what was your process in this? We, you and I have not actually talked about that. My process in, in what aspect? Of like, healing and then how you move through that. I'm sorry, Woody. I know this is your show. <laughs> No, no, go ahead. Mayhem, you have kind of the double-edged sword because not only in the midst of this pandemic are you dealing with the pandemic, but you're also dealing with race issues. Um, well, okay, let's see. I'm like, where do I where do I begin with this? I know it's a lot. Um, I'll address uh the first topic at hand was I had to learn, like Vicky said, establishing boundaries. And I think what is difficult for some people, especially when they're in the public eye, especially when they work in entertainment, you give so much of yourself. And that's part of your job is giving you to other people. And a lot of people don't understand just because my job is to entertain and be present for people to uh, take, to transport them somewhere else using me as a vehicle they feel as though they have access and they have uh, ownership of you. And Mm. 
you get lost in that because you want to please people. You want to give them, you want to take them to those places of joy and happiness um, by sharing parts of yourself. But what happens when you don't have no more for your own self? You. And I had, I got to the point where I was like, I'm exhausted mentally, spiritually, physically of giving, 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 and I'm not getting. (laughs) And I'm like, and so I had to learn. I was like, you know what? Why am I unhappy? I have to identify what is not making me happy. I need to identify what my stressors are in my life that's causing my unhappiness and work on that. And that's what it was. And what I learned was I was taking on so much external energy from other people's lives and their bullshit. And I already have my own shit. And it's too much compounding on top of each other. So I had to say, okay, instead of saying yes to every gig, let's not say yes to every gig and take right, a break. Right. Let's talk about instead of, you know, answering the phone call to hear this person's issues, how about you just put the phone down for a minute and watch you some TV? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, right. Me and Vicky, we talk about this all the time and stuff. And like she said, I adopted one of her things and it was just, you know, we need to start treating ourselves better. And me, when we lived out here, we would go to lunch all the time. Mm-hmm. We would go and get our nails done regularly. <laughs> and it was a day of, we're going to get our nails done. We're going to take Biscuit to get a, a, a bath and all his <laughs> shit. We're going to go shop. We're going to go eat. We're going to watch a movie. We're going we're gonna spend a whole day of just doing us and not worry about, oh, what time you got to be at the club tonight to do your show? Or, oh, what time do you need to be at the studio today to record this? Or... What, what time do you need to be home so you can start writing this, you know, project? And it was like, you know what? Shut everything out and do you for you so that you... And I learned, I learned the hard way. I can't be the best who I am if I'm not taking care of myself. And I need to be able to give my best for all my audiences. And if I'm not in a healthy mental state and physical state, then I, I, I don't need to be doing nothing because I'm not giving my best. Yeah, I I 100% agree, and I'm got, I'm gonna poise a question. I wanna uh, I'm gonna give you guys an example. When I I when I started to realize that nightlife really um, took over who I was, right, and it, it became where I I I had a hard time defining who I was because I really didn't know who I was at that point, right? Which is so weird because I was like you know, at the top of my game and figuring it out and producing and I'm doing this. And I was like, but who am I really? Right. So when I started going to therapy, my therapist said to me, which therapy completely changed my life. And if anybody listening, I I tell them all the time, I'm like, please go to therapy, use your government resources and realize like it's, it is mental health is so important. So Mm -hmm. I remember (laughs) when I uh, first went to my um, therapist and my therapist was like, oh, so what do you do for self-care? And I was like, "Uh, well, what do you mean by (laughs) self-care? And I didn't understand what she what she was asking. And I was like, "Um, well, I had a banana this morning. (laughs) That was 100 percent hands down on a bible that was my response and she was like no, you you have got to take time to be one with yourself whether it's meditation 
or its group or, you know, just talking to people. How do we move forward in helping people realize that, like, our faults are okay? I don't have the answer, and I wonder if you guys may may have the answer because you guys are much more intelligent than I am. So, oh, no, <laughs> man, um, I'll let you go ahead first. <laughs> I, I think the best way to, or the way that I do this, is I practice always being transparent about how I'm feeling, and I mm. I, I do it regularly, especially on social media. Because I feel that I've been given a platform that a lot of people don't have. I have a responsibility and an obligation to let people know that social media is not what it is. And <laughs> a lot of people see this fantasy that a lot of people paint of how their lives are and how amazing they are. Look at my body. Look where I travel. Look what I eat. Look what I wear. Look what I buy. Always about look, 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 look. And it's all exterior, but no one's looking on the inside. No one's actually asking these people, how do you feel? And I always go on my social media and I let people know, I'm having a shitty day. This ain't, I don't feel good. I I don't like where I'm at in my life. I'm happy about that. But I'm also going to work on finding solutions to it. So it's not so much always about complaining about something. It's always about how can I make the negative into a positive? and always being transparent and letting people know, yeah, you might think that just because I have X amount of followers and I, I travel the world and I do this and I do that, yeah, it, it might be fabulous and it might be something that you want as well, um, but it does come with a cost. It does come with a price and it's not always sunshines and rainbows. It's a lot more darkness there that you fucking even know about, but that's not my job to fucking project all my negativity out there, but it's, it is my responsibility to let people know that there is a... A balance. There is a dark, there is a light, but you know, we always strive for things to be better. So I just try to be transparent about it. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know I'm pretty transparent. (laughs) 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 Um, No, you get out of here. (laughs) But it's also like not along with the transparency is honesty and vulnerability because Mm -hmm. I, I find that even like the greatest artists and, um, the, most, uh, what is it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Like the people that affect the most change that I've witnessed in the world growing up, they have used their truth and vulnerability to um, cultivate compassion and change. And I feel like until you have witnessed your own vulnerability, you cannot have compassion for somebody else in a time of trauma and pain and all of this. And I think that there's a moment when we can realize, like if we don't, if we don't know how to be vulnerable in those moments or we don't know how to uh, tell the truth because sometimes what we think is the truth are just beliefs we hold. And I think for everyone, what I, my little piece of advice would be to ask for help even if you think you don't need it. That would be my piece of advice because I guarantee you every, everybody needs a little bit of help. <laughs> everybody. Ain't nobody supposed to, we are <laughs> community creatures. It, they say it takes a village. Everybody, everybody needs a little bit of help sometimes. So ask for help, even if you think you don't need it. And because the times that you need it the most, you're not going to want to ask for help. You don't think, you won't think it's possible. I know for me, I thought 
that me asking for help was me putting my burdens on someone else instead of someone else helping me to carry my own. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. hundred percent makes sense. I, being I mean, vulnerable, being vulnerable is so difficult for a lot of people, and I know, like asking for help, no one, no one likes asking for help. For like, just for the reason that you said, like, I don't want to be a burden for someone else. But the thing is, is I always, I always talk about like shifting your thoughts, shifting your energy. And for me, it's like, okay, well, when I do ask for help, I'm not asking for someone to save me. Mm. I'm, I'm asking someone to help advance me. You know, so sure. it's. Not so much like, oh my God, I need you because I need your help. It's like, I just want you to help me get to the next level. That's what I'm going to, you know, because I don't know. We, I, I think it's just word association when we think of it. It's like, oh, it's a negative thing. Like, oh my God, I need you. Like, oh, I need your help. No, I just want to be better. Mm. <laughs> so I need your assistance to come over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> and it's simple things. Like, you do not have to carry all 10 grocery bags in one trip like that's just <laughs> right. You're, right if somebody could oh. just grab one bag at your own pace right. <laughs> i will say this about podcasts right like i'm grateful that we get to have a conversation because to me what we're doing right now is just having a conversation and that is very powerful it is. like because i don't think that a lot of people just sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> like, oh my you know, God. like, I don't think that people allow each other to be heard, you know? Well, that, yes, holding space to allow others to be heard, but also, like, actually listening <laughs> and right. receiving it. <laughs> right. Well, I think especially in the industry, that, industries that we're involved in, it's very difficult to hear someone else and to be heard because everyone is going 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 and it's always about self mm. and selfless so i know it's difficult for especially people in our industry but i'm pretty sure it's difficult for a lot of other people but you know when you do have these conversations it, i i feel it is very beneficial for everyone because it does expose that we are all thinking the fucking same thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are all going same shit <laughs> <laughs> yes I do want to play Mary Fuck Kill. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Mayhem, I got yours real ready. (laughs) So I'm going to pick for Mayhem. Okay. Vicky, you'll pick for me. And then Mayhem, you'll pick for Vicky. Okay. Okay, got it. Right? Okay. So Mayhem, Mary Fuck Kill, Raja, Bianca Del Rio. And uh, uh, what's her face? Loudmouth. That's on this season. Um, uh, the Latino. Um, God, why can't I remember her name? Well, well, we know we can't rely on Vicky because she don't watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Candy. There we go. Yeah, Candy back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be Raja Bianca Candy. Um, I'm fucking Bianca. Marrying Raja and then killing Candy. Oh, <laughs> that was the exact opposite of what I expected. Actually, I'll explain it. I'll explain it because okay, tell me, I, tell me. I know, I know Bianca's type and guys, 
which is very similar to mine. So I know that we can invite others and it'll be fun. <laughs> I know Raj is typing men and I'm very okay with that. <laughs> I'm good. So I'll just marry her because she's very creative. And then we'll have wonderful conversations for the rest of our lives. Um, and then Candy's just got to die. Oh, 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 all right. Cool. <laughs> you said right. Candy got to go. I mean, Candy. listen, you had all the reasons. <laughs> I am that. I am that. All right, Vic, you're up. <laughs> so, Woody, I just made this up now. I had a whole other one ready to go, but I'm not. Okay, okay. So, people, it was like, it was like, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, or Nelson Mandela. But we're going to do, yeah, we're gonna do let me see, what was his name? Leslie Jordan, Andy Cohen, or Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's just go on record. When my mother asked me what kind of guy I would bring home, uh -huh. I told her, if you expect me to bring home a white investment banker, probably not going to happen. Right. <laughs> 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 so, can I just do... Um, yes, why don't you give me your list? Throw <laughs> them in the river <laughs> with cement shoes. Go ahead and give me... You know what? This is great. This, I like switching up the games and changing rules on folks. So go ahead and give me your ultimate list. Okay, I would... Mary um, Michael B. Jordan. I fucking knew you were going to I knew it, too. And, you know, he was on the list. So it was, uh, there was another list I had with Michael B. Jordan, Nick. 100% because, you know, he real sly. Oh, and, like, mm. he looked like, you know, he's thinking about what I'm thinking about at the right. same time. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then I would say um, Anthony Ramos. From Hamilton, who's going to be in the Heights. Yeah. Love him. Fine as hell. He's amazing. He actually, he and I actually talk over Instagram all the time because I'm obsessed with him. I love him. Amazing. <laughs> he's fine as hell. He's amazing. Love him. Um, and then my third one would probably be Tom Brady. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I don't even like white people, but, you know, like... See, this is Andy. It's a Tom Brady. I know. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be the last choice. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Seven rings, bitch. Calm down. You're wrong. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, yeah. Go on, man. We are going to go with Christopher Maloney, mm. The yeah. Rock, and Jason Momoa. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> Damn, you are so rude. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I'm going to fuck Mary and then kill each one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure how, that's how this game works. <laughs> no, but I told you, I play by different rules. Uh -oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, so I'll get it, damn so it. You're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna f everyone, and then you go from there. You figure it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure the rest out later. Think we can all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, uh, amazing. Hmm. Okay, let me ask you guys. Okay, here's a really great question. What if you had a housewives tagline? What would it be? Oh my gosh. 
Because um, I already know mine, child. Because one of my housewives already made it up for me. Okay, wait. Go go with yours. Because that might inspire something with me. Okay, so it's... <laughs> my name is made of wood because I burn like a fire. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Okay. I might have mine. I'm going to make this up on the spot. Okay, go ahead. I know that I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm always right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, good. so good. Loves. I mine would be something like uh um everyone can go to a party, but not everyone is a VIP. Yeah. Yes. I like it. She's the queen of the party. Can you get beyond my belly rope? Ooh. Yes. Like that to me is like where? You don't like, I've been behind bars, now I'm behind velvet ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I fucking love you. I could not. <laughs> They're accurate. I am uh, forever grateful that I am able to build bonds and relationships and people that continue to inspire me. And you know, we, we've been through deepest of hells. We've lost a lot of friends over the past decade, um, either from overdoses or suicides or COVID-19. And, you know, we are very grateful that we can still be here to be voices and help other people. And I think that that's a big thing to remember and to not take for granted. Well, I would love to hear from both of you of where do you feel like you are in your life are going to be able to change what our world is right now and, and how we do it together? Mm. I know I it's a loaded question. It's it lot. is, but I, I also think that um, this, this is exactly how I plan on doing that is these conversations. Um, but like, Yes, we're having these conversations and it will be quite a public forum. However, having these conversations every day with people along the way and like not being afraid to be this authentic. And because I feel like the older we get. OK, so here's the thing. When, when we're kids, my favorite people in life are children and <laughs> the ancient because the children haven't learned to give a damn yet. And, you know, the old folks they learned and they stopped giving fuck along the way. And I feel like the older we get, the more we've lived, the more we are in our own bodies. And if not, you will come to Jesus and you will be in your body and be authentic and show up for yourself so that you can show up for others. Actually, this is written, as I'm talking, I got sidetracked because when we get off this call, I actually have a question for both of you because there's a friend, a mutual that we all know that I would really like to check in on. And just going to keep it real like that. But <laughs> I think that there, I don't think there is any one right way to do it. I just feel like practicing self-compassion will help you to have more compassion for others and therefore take opportunities that present themselves to be the change and be the person that we all needed at some point or another. There you go. I like um, Me, what I'm learning now, especially as I'm getting older, because I am approaching 40 as well this year coming, and um, 
I'm learning a lot, a lot more. Even when it's crazy, when I think I have things figured out, I learn that I don't, and I still am learning more and more and more about myself and about others. Um, but the main thing that I, I stress to myself all the time that keeps me grounded is that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Hey. And wherever that is, it's okay, you know? So, um, you know, things, you know, when things are good, we celebrate that. And when things are bad, we, we figure, oh my God, this is wrong timing. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. No, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You need to find what the message is that the world and the universe is trying to teach you at that, at that moment. So I'm just taking every day by day as a learning experience and to help grow and evolve into a better version of myself. So, you know, it's just day to day, just growth, growth, growth. And, you know, knowing that I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I, I go ahead, Vic. I was just going to add on top of this that um, because of the, I think the perspectives that we are all holding right now are so um, personal, and I want to, I just want to get it said that you know there are some folks that when they, they want to be an activist or they want to make change, they're doers and they are like earth shaking people and they set fires and you know. I don't mean literal, but I also mean literal. And that is not necessarily how everyone cultivates change. And sometimes, you know, being who you are and walking out your front door and existing in the world is enough for that day because you might not have had the tools yet to do any more. So I wouldn't compare yourself to others when it comes to making change. And I would focus on being the change for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I don't. I don't mean to like everyone's journey is different. And I, I've found that you know sometimes <clears throat> I have wanted to speak up for others and fight for others, but when in those moments I have found who's fighting for me, and sometimes the the fight that it is that we carry is just to be present, mm-hmm. and that there is a strength in that and. Not everything has to be some profound grand gesture. Sometimes it's just living in grace. If that makes I mean, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're making complete sense. Yes. It's very true. Really I, I think we get lost in thinking that the, the level of impact is what defines change. Mm. And everyone wants it to be on a grand, enormous level. And, and sometimes it's the little things which we hear this all the time it's the little things it all begins with one and if you are trying to put your best foot forward trying to uh my daily prayer every day is i say i lord help me to be the best version of myself today every day i say it every morning lord just help me be the best version of myself today Mm -hmm. and just that little thing sets my day in motion and I all and, and it and it checks me spiritually, mentally to know it doesn't matter how great or small, whatever I do today, just be the best version of who you are. Right. right. I love that, May. What did you have a mantra? Because before I put my feet on the bed every morning, I mean before I put my feet on the floor and get out of bed every morning, I say to myself, the first words out of my mouth are, I request the most benevolent outcome for this day. That's it. I I love that. I I often say um 
uh, get your ass out of bed because you got bills to pay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's about where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> but I I do often, you know, through therapy and I love my therapist. And I say the greatest thing that I've learned through the pandemic was learning how to communicate with a, somebody outside of my zone right like mm-hmm. we're like we often look to our friends right where we're like hey oh this is how i'm feeling and like they're going to give us whatever however they feel right but it's not necessarily like the greatest thing for us yeah it's wonderful and we're so grateful that we have friends who can be there for us what i want to hear is how can i be better we all don't think the same we don't feel the same and we don't uh, react the same. Well, I think I think what you're touching on is this like stigmatism that happens when it comes to therapy and mental health and even um, physical health. Like with diagnoses, is that you have problems and challenges. You are not your problems and challenges. Right. Right. And th- like nobody wants to like admit they may have bipolar disorder or admit they have an eating disorder or admit that you know, they have cancer because then they become the cancer and like all people see is the cancer. And so there's like a, a refusal in some ways for treatment or a refusal to accept the situation so that we can navigate the situation and move. Right, right. May I know on Drag Race, you were very vocal about, um, you know, your fight with addiction and trying to figure it out and what that means to you. People try to put people with addiction in a box. And so how do we, when it comes to addiction, because we've all had our struggles with it, Mm. how do we fight that? Or not even fight that, but like, how do we get people to understand what we go through? Um, I don't, I don't try to get anyone to understand because it's not, not for them to understand. It's my personal demons it's my journey and the only thing I can ask from from other people is to be respectful and understand that maybe this is not something that you comprehend but this is something that I have to deal with and because once you allow other people into your sobriety or your journey or whatever then it becomes about them and how they perceive you and how they feel about everything else and I had to let that go a long time ago. Like, mm. I remember like there was one uh, situation not too long ago. Someone was like, oh, well, I, I heard that you were sober, but I saw that you were on your story the other day and you were drinking with your friends. And I'm like, well, what does that have anything to do with you? Like my journey is my journey and my struggles are my struggles. And it's none of your business. It's none of your business. All you need to do if you're concerned is pray for me. Right. Wish me well support me you know that's your job that's your duty that's your responsibility if you want to be involved but other than that it's it's between me my body my mind and my spirit and my lord (laughs) right right i would just like to add on to that to like yes and that because what i what i would say is to, to in order to help people understand a little further because i do think that um it is necessary for people to get closer to compassion. And a way to do that is to realize that while we are all unique and 
miraculously individual, that if it is human, you are capable of it. So like, if, while somebody may be in jail and you see them in jail and you're like, how did their life turn out this way? There is no telling that if you made the similar choices out of the reasons they needed to make their choices that you wouldn't be in the same spot. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they say, you know, that addictions and things and even like chemical imbalances are all tied biologically to us and genetically and all of this. And while there is that component, there is also, you, you can never know what somebody else's story is and how they got to where they are and what toolkit they have in their um, healing and wellness journey. Like that's, that's not for you to know. What is for you to know is that they are human and they do have a story and a life the same that you do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On the other side of the courage to dive in and face whatever your thing is, um, on the other side of that is a loving embrace that is different from one you've known before. And there's also an empowerment and a strength that comes from taking that leap into whatever the next thing is. I know that's really like a general statement, but I mean, you can look at it like put throwing on your wig or coming out in whatever way you need to come out that on the other side of that, there is always a bigger breath to be taken. Does that make sense? No, it does. Because the thing is like, Fear, fear cripples us and it, it holds us back from our greatness. Mm. You know, on the other side of fear is your triumph. And I think like, you know, so much, so much holds us back and it's usually self-inflicted. It's usually you in your own way and stopping you from getting to that next level. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I try to live my life embracing the fact that yeah i do have my my limitations but there's but that's what i'm here for to fucking challenge myself to get to that next place so yeah i'm very grateful that you guys did this i really appreciate it um talk to me really quick in 30 seconds what else do you guys have going on what's going on in each of your lives i'll go first <laughs> Um, well, currently I'm doing a lot of spiritual work. So I have um, available digitally because, you know, this is post pandemic area that we're stepping into now. So um, I have readings for people that I do like spiritual mediumship and read their cards and guidance and whatnot, because this is quite the journey. And I think that spiritual wellness goes with the physical wellness, um, emotional wellness and mental health. It's all tied together. And that's what I'm focused on. You can find me everywhere. If you listen to this, you can find me everywhere at the Vicky Box. You welcome. Can you give me? Can you give me? Um, and I'm really. <laughs> oh, girl, I did not warm up this voice for all of that. Come on, give me a little. <laughs> give me like 20 seconds of. And I'm really... I will say this. So I had some time on my hands, and I realized that I, all my life, for the past 10 years, I've been singing this damn I Believe I Can Fly song, right? And I finally, for the first time, actually looked at the notes that I was supposed to be singing. <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah, and you realized that you were not anywhere near the notes. You no, and I was like, that can't be it. Oh, my God, that's actually it. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself, I, like, I bet if someone told her 
actually sing the song as it's written, she would not be able to. <laughs> Can't do it. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely just, not. Absolutely it's not. It's like a memory. You've done it a certain way for so long. I don't think that you would be able to do it the right way. <laughs> I don't even know the right way. Yeah. Oh, no, no she would make uh-huh. You know exactly. She'd get on that mic and be like, boy, like, like, literally, just fuck her way through the lyrics. <laughs> Mayhem, what you doing? Um, let's see what's going on. Week schedule goes as such. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thursdays, you can see me in Long Beach at Executive Suites. Um, hosted by McMichaels, featuring me and Delta Work and special guests. Uh, Fridays, I'm still doing digital work here at home for all the people around the world who are unable to, you know, go out because of the pandemic. Um, so I'm doing my live tutorials with Hank and Henry Beauty on Friday afternoons. And then um, at Friday night, I do a request show on Instagram. Um, for fans who want to see me perform here at home, they request a song and they just tip for it and I'll, I'll do it and I'll be, and usually it's supposed to be an hour long, but it turns into usually a two hour, sometimes three hour fucking show because <laughs> the fans are, they've been so gracious and so generous and they want to see a bitch do a song. So they'll watch me twirl for hours. Um, and then uh, Friday nights after that, I'm at a, VIP nightclub in uh, Riverside now again, back home. Um, Saturdays, you can see me in San Diego at Flicks for brunch. And then Sundays, you can see me in Palm Springs at Chill Bar for brunch and at nighttime uh, at Chill Bar as well. Amazing. Any last thoughts? I just want to say thank you for having me. This has been lovely to talk to y'all and be in this place and this little container you made for us. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. Like, I mean, we, we all don't get to see each other like we used to, but it's good to know that everyone's doing well. And uh, I'm happy that you have this space that you've created that people can share. And I'm happy that I was able to do that today. So thanks for having me. I love you both. I, I just couldn't say it enough. <laughs> Queen of the party, child. Yes. Yes. And Vicky, I love you. I'll always remember our times of detox at Brandon Wilde's apartment. You and me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I love you guys. I love you. Thank you so much again. I love y'all too. Bye, y'all. Talk to you. Okay, wait. wait, don't get off the call. Is okay. it over? No, you tell me.